live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Ten minutes after eight on Wisconsin's Morning News. I saw it coming, but some things are more readily apparent than others. You have more and more employers telling people we're done with this remote work and as we continue to see on the old National Bank talk and text line, old National Bank, get old, whenever we talk about remote work, you have people who text in and insist they are more productive from home. And you have studies that suggest people say that all the time. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but the boss ain't buying it anymore, in large part. And more and more companies are saying we need people back in the office. And I have a case study in why that may be the case. Somebody who's not helping the cause of the at-home workers. Some things are counterintuitive. Like, for example, we had the story in Wauwatosa, what, a week or two ago about how they've eliminated fees for overdue books. And you immediately think, well, pff, people are just going to walk off with stuff then, right? And people are going to keep... Instead of returning it, its due date in three weeks or two and a half weeks or whatever, they're just going to keep it for five weeks and six weeks. It's just, and dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. And Tosa Library says, we have data. We've looked at this. We've done this in our children's section for years, and that's not the case. People don't steal stuff, and it hasn't really affected when people return stuff. So they eliminated the fees. That's counterintuitive. I would have thought the absolute opposite. But sometimes you have data that says, nope, you were wrong on that. This one, I've long thought with remote work that people would not be as productive at home. And I'm not even saying deliberately, not saying that people are deliberately lazy or they insist on. I won't go so far as to say people are insisting on staying home because they want to loaf or because they want to freeload or whatever. Maybe you think you're being more productive. But either way, like I say, I feel like the boss ain't buying it anymore. And they're saying folks got to come back to work for a number of reasons. One, company culture. You can't build culture through Zoom. And two, they don't think people are more productive at home. See, I think it depends. It depends on the industry, first of all. For sure. Some jobs are easier to do at home. Yeah, and there's specific results to it and whatnot. I mean, if you're managing and having to do a lot of uh, one-on-ones and different things like that, 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 doing that on a Zoom is no good. Or if you're team collaborating all the time, that would maybe be more challenging. But I, I firmly believe there is going to be a faction that is going to work from home forever. Until they can't, right. But there, And there may be some, well, Harley-Davidson has taken the other approach where clearly Joachim Seitz, who's the uh, president and CEO over there, has said, no, we're, you know, we think remote, learning, or remote working is part of our future. So there may be other CEOs and other companies that more widely embrace it. I just think in large part, you're going to see more and more companies saying, no, we're not doing this anymore. And the case study that I bring to you today, this is from uh, Yahoo News reporter was Meredith Clark. A Canadian accountant has been ordered to pay her pay her employer $2,756 after they installed time-tracking software on her laptop showing she had misrepresented over 50 hours of work. <laughs> uh, she actually was terminated, and then she's suing back, and there's some back and forth on that, which is not really the reason we're highlighting it. Just moreover, they found out that she was claiming to do work that she wasn't. Uh, let me see. Bessé is her name. She claimed that she found Time Camp difficult to use and could not get this program to differentiate between time spent working and time spent on the laptop for personal use, yada, yada, yada. They installed this software to track her productivity and found that she was claiming all sorts of time where she wasn't actually working on the stuff she said she was. 
Yeah, but you're assuming that everyone's doing that, though. No, because one person is the case for everyone, <laughs> and this means everyone working at home is loafing. No. No, I mean, I'm right. sure it is happening. Like, I always reference the guy I know who, like, takes a nap every day on his couch, who's working very hard, right. and I'm sure doing a great job for his company, but, like, he, he takes a nap every day. So, clearly, there are moments when you can take a break. That you may be not able to do when you're at the office. And I suppose if you have one of those jobs where here are the list of tasks you must accomplish, right? I need to get through maybe your data entry or something like that. I need to enter X number of things by the end of day or end of week. And I guess your manager can look at that and say, did you get your work done? Yes. If the answer is yes, okay, fine. No, we're good here. Mm -hmm. But I think in large part... You're seeing companies saying, "No, we want we want people back." Uh, there was uh, one one major employer recently was saying, uh, "Back at least three days a week," um, and the the news is littered with these different things. I just think where you have a majority of people working from home, that's gone. Will there be a work from home component or a little bit of flex built in? That's probably a positive post pandemic. But I think more and more places are just going to say, no, we, we need people to come to work. And one of the reasons is we don't want you to be this woman here in Canada who's billing us for time where you're not actually doing your job. I, this really bugs you. Like, I, I feel like this like actually bothers you more than most people. Like, it bothers you that people work from home. Yeah, I guess. What do I care, right? But, but it does bother you. Yeah, I, I suppose it does. A little bit. I don't know why it does. And I don't want to work from home, so it's right. not it's like not oh, it's style. not, yep. it's yep. not yep. fair. I I would work from home, like I don't want to. So it's not even a matter of like, boy, I, it's not fair for you, so it's not fair for me or whatever. I I wouldn't work from home if given the option. I don't know. I I guess because I do suspect whether or not it's actually more productive. <laughs> and I think if we're going to return to an American economy that is clicking on all cylinders, we need people back at work. And part of it is because I think when you get dressed for work and you go to work, you go there to do work. Not that we don't waste time yeah, from time to time. Yeah, but you're suggesting there's a dress code involved in all these <laughs> I am also <laughs> suggesting that, yes. I think another way that you're more productive at work is in the ways that you can't see or measure. I mean, when we finally started bringing more of our marketing consultants that we work with in our, in our sales end back on the job, so much easier for me to communicate with yeah, them. And collaborate. And, you know, otherwise, because sure. then you're at home, you're you're texting someone. I need to get in touch with Eric. I text Eric. Are you free for a call today? Sure. What time? That, that You spend five, six minutes deciding when you're going to talk on the phone. You talk on the phone for your limited amount of time. I forget that I didn't ask you this. I now have to set up another call. Whatever. Instead of just bark, I sometimes literally yell across the room. Hey, Bob, what time is that thing? <laughs> and then, like, it's done. Yeah, yeah. Or you have conversations that you didn't know you were going to have because you bump into somebody say, hey, I was listening to the show today. You did this. That's not somebody that might have called you or emailed you, but maybe See, they I, were listening. I think this is just a good reminder to cover your tracks if you're working from home. There's also that. Like if if you're wondering. <laughs> right? if you're yes, wondering, they can. They can, <laughs> and they are watching. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. 855-616-1620. I think... Remote work is going to go by the wayside, at least for the majority of us coming up in the next year. 817 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty on Wisconsin's morning news, talking about work from home and whether a year from now it's still going to be a majority. It's going to be a majority of us back in the office as more employers. You know, again, people continue to insist that they're more productive at home, but the boss ain't buying it anymore. I think there'll be a hybrid. 
in most cases. There will, We're already I starting to see that. Completely GE, agree with what you. Was that GE Healthcare just announced something like that where they have a, a hybrid type situation? But also saying uh, that was that's who I was thinking of. Also saying time to get back to work yeah, in yeah, the every, office. Yep, yep, yep. This many days required. Virtually everybody disagrees with me on this. Uh, not everybody. <laughs> From the 414 on the old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620. I am a program manager and have managed around $60 million in projects during the pandemic for a one of the top five companies in Wisconsin, and I work from home. We have delivered some projects early, and everyone is virtual. Okay, I'm not going to argue with that guy. That's a real result, right? Uh, here's another one. We're all connected. Those at home not pulling their weight drains the company and raises the cost of the service and goods they provide. This directly affects the consumer and economy, negatively affecting everyone, comma, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with all that, but why are you assuming that if you're not at home or if you're at home, you're not pulling your weight? That's the that's the point, is that there's a lot of people that work in offices that aren't pulling their weight. Being at home doesn't necessarily mean you're lazy. <laughs> no, that's not at all the case. I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah, as long as you're wearing a tie, you're hey, professional and getting <laughs> tie all your work done. at your desk. <laughs> no, I told you about my pal. I won't name him because he also was a hard worker and he never actually did this. But he wanted, as he and I were want to occasionally goof off in the workplace. Can't imagine He that. always, right, you know who I'm talking about. He would always say, you know what I really want to be? I want to be a traveling minstrel at work. I want my whole job to be, I just walk around to other people's desks, <laughs> glad hand for a little bit, tell some jokes, and then, all right, well, I'm going to go grab a cup of coffee. Office morale booster. <laughs> right. That's, he envisioned it as an actual job. Since this is what I really want to do at work is kind of goof off, I wish I didn't have oh, to do man. any actual work in the interim. Just make this my job. He called it traveling minstrel. I would love to interview for that job. Just see what that'd I, be yeah, like. I think you'd be good at it. From the 414, I know of someone who works from home and figured out if they have a YouTube movie going on in the background of their computer that it beats the tracking software. <laughs> see, I think that's going on all over the place. Oh, that's Looks great. Figured out a way. <laughs> And two, I guess I, I make room for if this is a list of tasks that you have and they're, this, is, this is the deadline that you have to complete those tasks, I guess what does it matter if you're getting your work done? Yeah, it definitely I depends on the industry and, you know, and what you're I – mean, I, I do think it's, it's here to stay in some form. I mean, I know people that were working from home before the pandemic, and clearly they're going to continue doing that as well. Uh, let's see. Companies need to get people back into their buildings, says Steve. Too many other downtown businesses suffering due to remote working. Now that I 100% agree with that. Like clearly, that whether it's businesses, restaurants, eateries, what have you, there's definitely a lack of business taking place when you have everyone working from home. I agree with that also. It's Steve's point, but I wonder then to play contrarian to my own point. If I'm an employer. What do I care? What about the other businesses? You know, if you're coming downtown to go to some restaurant or whatever on your lunch hour, like how does that affect the decision about what's right for my workplace or for our productivity? Unless you just want to be a good team player, you know, like the, you know, floats all boats, like we want a healthy downtown. We want all these other things. But, you know, if you can justify, I need less office space. I'm going to spend less money on cubicles. Fair okay. enough. Kathy texting this one in. I'm a property manager, so I'm basically always on the job. That lockdown in 2020 was the worst. I admit it. 
I need the office environment because working in my jammies with unlimited coffee and distractions and the fridge was Boom. not good for me. Right. Not good for you. I'm with you right there, Kathy. I like this one. I know an employee who's figured out putting a stapler on their space bar at home will show they're working. I'm telling you that's happening. I'm Just telling you that's unlimited happening. Unlimited space bar. All right. Oh, Billstead over there is really working hard. I'm sure. he, doesn't even, he didn't even take a break. <laughs> how, just, many, how many documents is he working it on? It shows a constant stream of keyboarding That's from funny. 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. That, that, that seems dangerous no to me, though, because that I feel like that could go the other way then. Like, can't, I mean, how much can they see and not see? How much activity can they peruse? Uh, it says here, Bill said you were on the space bar for four and a half hours. <laughs> uh, uh, I was thinking. Well, I was this really long thought. It got <laughs> yeah. stuck, and then actually, I was on my other laptop then. <laughs> and so why yeah, the space I like bar to, then? I like to run two laptops here at home because right. I am so productive. I do like my personal one. Uh, it's more efficient for me. <laughs> Eight twenty-six on Wisconsin's morning news. I just wanna scream. on Wisconsin's Morning News. A couple of really good texts on this issue of remote working and whether or not it's productive. I like this one. My former boss told me about it. He recently had to let somebody go because they found out he was working two jobs from home and doing the space bar thing or whatever it was for both of them. <laughs> I, I wanna, I'm fascinated by these hacks. That, that makes me nervous, doesn't it? You mean the question today should have been, what are you doing to cheat the man? Yeah, so, because, because <laughs> are you getting away with it? some companies are tracking employees yeah. who are working from home, and we got the one there that said, yeah, they just put a stapler on the space bar, and that indicates that they're working that whole time. And then we had another one who said that they play YouTube videos in the background because then it shows activity on their, on their laptop. See, that would make me nervous. I'd be afraid I'd get an email from my boss like, hey, Bill said, why are you watching Dude Perfect for three and a half hours? <laughs> Because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing <laughs> right. I could say, Debbie. I was totally researching that. Right? Hey, it shows here you watched an hour and a half of a guy eating pickles on ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen those creepy videos? Yes. It's people talking but, like this. Aren't you nervous about that? Like, isn't there, like, <laughs> isn't there some fear <laughs> that they would know that? Oh, I love it. I ASMR love that I know exactly what you're talking you know, about. Exactly. Oh, fantastic. Or ASMR lotion on hands. <laughs> Who's listening to that forever? Dan <laughs> Vitrano watches a lot of that. I watch a lot of it. So you four hours here. Oh, like, boy. I just think, I guess, you know, certainly conscientious workers are going to be conscientious workers at home. And somebody made the point, hey, guys who goof off at work, are also going to goof off at home and vice versa. No, that's true. I just, my question then would be, then why do they want, why are you seeing more managers? Why are you seeing more companies saying, not time to get back to work? If if truly and indeed they're saying, I'm looking at these numbers and we're but so much better with you, everybody working at home. Can you argue home. that it's the value of their office space? I mean, you have all these office spaces that are empty. Well, rather than justify it, then sell it. I mean, whatever, make make space, but... Who's going to buy it? I mean, are those things being shifted quickly? Are they being bought and sold right now? 
Aha! Just Who's going to buy it? Oh, yeah. 8.36 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Joe and Fondelac, tie a mouse, tie the mouse to the ceiling fan. <laughs> Seven pounds with... <laughs> Show productivity from work from home. That's it. There's the mouse. But like, what if they have that remote tracking, right? Your IT guy goes in to see what Billstead's up to today. What does that show up as? Like just a bar? Just... <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the thing. Like, if you're going to try to... Pre- sorry, I turned off my mic with my mouse. Um, if you're going to try to pretend you're working, you can't because you can be remote accessed. Like, our, at least I know our IT, people, our IT people do that because whenever we have problems with they our can. laptop, yes, they'll be like, oh, hold on. Okay. And then they'll come in and I'll see yeah. them moving my mouse around. You can even do like, right, you can look for keystrokes. Pull out keywords, things like that. Like they can see exactly what you typed, even. And according to one texter, they even know whether or not you have YouTube up as an application. <laughs> yeah, that one didn't <laughs> seem like that would work. Like if if that was your work from home scam, that's just a fireplace running, <laughs> six hour fireplace. <laughs> or like, well, I used to watch this cartoon called Gumball, and their thing for the 10 hours of whatever on the internet was 10 hours of saxophone chihuahua. Yeah, <laughs> right? so. It's just a chihuahua playing a yes. saxophone. <laughs> I would watch that. Cats and hats or whatever else. Hey, I wanted to just spend one quick segment on this because you're going to be hearing more about it as we approach the spring election. Biggest thing on the ballot statewide, in fact, I think it'll be the only thing statewide in the spring general election will be the race for state Supreme Court. And this race will determine uh, right or left who do, who controls the high court right it's now. A big it's, race. it's four or it's uh, it's three and a half to two and a half. <laughs> Wait, what are we now? That math doesn't work out. It's four and a half. Anyway, we got seven members of the, of the state Supreme Court. Three of them are staunch conservatives, three of them staunch liberals, and then you have uh, Justice Hagedorn, who is more conservative in his rulings than liberal, however, has swung a few things to the left. Mm-hmm. So there is a, there's going to be a seat that's up for grabs if the Republicans maintain it. I'm sorry, if the conservatives maintain it, because it's a nonpartisan seat, uh, they'll keep that 4-3 majority. If uh, the liberal bloc were to take that, they would flip the majority and that's it's a huge deal. And in since the state. we like to govern through the state Supreme Court, it makes the yes. race very important. So anything that the legislature would pass and that Governor Evers actually would sign that people on the left don't like will be taken immediately to circuit court in Dane County and then eventually appealed all the way up to the to the state Supreme Court where, you know, the liberal bloc will rule in that fashion and vice versa for the conservatives. That's why it's a huge seat. And that's going to be a big part of the election. But read me the story that you had about uh, a statewide referendum on the ballot. People in Wisconsin will need to prove they're working or looking for a job in order to receive welfare benefits under a measure being considered in the state Senate today. Lawmakers will vote on whether to add an advisory referendum to the April election ballot asking if able-bodied childless adults should be required to look for work in order to receive those benefits. 
Okay, that's not at all about advising the legislators of anything. First of all, advisory referendums are garbage anyway. We elect elected officials to lead and to vote, and they don't need referendums to figure out where people are at. If they want to do polling, they can do that. These advisory referendums are silly because they're non-binding and they do nothing. It's simply meant to juice voter turnout in this case. And so this is the Republican-led legislature trying to put some red meat on there for conservatives to get them to turn out for this election to help boost turnout in a very important election in spring. They don't own that exclusively. In fact, probably conservatives would say, well, we're only doing this because we got burned on it before. They would probably cite back in 2018 all the marijuana referenda that showed up. That, again, were non-binding. Nothing has changed in marijuana in Wisconsin since 2018. They had no worth whatsoever. But in Democratic strongholds, you had local elections officials and local city officials and government officials saying, we're going to throw this on the ballot to juice our turnout. It's already happening in the city of Milwaukee. We had, I feel like we had this on the news, but it was kind of a one-off. But there are a couple of environmental groups in the city that are pushing for a referendum question, yes, in spring, in the general, on whether or not the city of Milwaukee ought to start its own electric utility. And they're playing off of people's concerns about the rising electric rates, so we energy's raising rates in the fall, and people are getting those first bills now, and they don't like it. So you're saying we, th- we should throw out advisory referendum. They should not be a thing. Well, it's just, at the very least, we should just know what this is for. And it's not at all about seeking your opinion on these other things. I mean, think of how bogus that question would be. One of the questions they're proposing that the city of Milwaukee put on its ballot, would you like to see more competition among distributors and providers of electricity in Milwaukee? Okay. And what? The city's going to start its own electric utility? (laughs) With what power plants and what grid and whatever. It's a completely bogus thing. And what's even funnier is one of the people pushing for it even admits in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel article. Here it is. Um, it's a guy's name. I wrote it down here. Antonio Butts is the executive director of uh, Walnut Way Conservation Group. And he said, yeah, well, we're concerned about rising rates. And obviously, if he's part of the conservation group, sure, that's part of it. The article also says, but said the group also sees a referendum as a way to engage voters and boost turnout in April for the state Supreme Court election that will determine whether conservative justices remain in the majority. It's right there in black and white. Both sides. I see you. We see you. (laughs) Put the questions on there or don't. I don't really care about that. But let us all know exactly what's going on here. 842 on Wisconsin's Morning News. This is not from an NFL playoff game. It's not a WWE event. What? Who is this happening? That's a bunch of young dudes behind a fence line at a college gymnastics tournament. They want Livy, an LSU gymnast, Olivia Dunn, who, by the way, is hurt right now and not even competing in these events that all these nutbags are turning mm-hmm. out for. But she's a social media sensation. She has millions of followers on TikTok, in TikTok and on Instagram, including all those dudes. 
And in the category of it was fun for a while, but LSU gymnast and TikTok star Olivia Dunn is attracting huge crowds at her team's meets, but not all of the attention is positive and it's raising security concerns. And Robin Roberts, ABC News, Good Morning America this week, setting up the story. LSU gymnastics and more broadly the NCAA, which oversees all of college sports, they're starting to have to answer questions that they had not previously even considered. It's like, what about security? Like, what do we do? Like, what is this? Because normally a sporting event like this would bring in, what, maybe 50 to 100 people, probably. Yeah, and gymnastics has grown in popularity. So, and, it, and if you have a big tournament, you have multiple teams. Oh, there, sure. When, the, when you have big things. ones. Sure. sure. Right. But right. That's not, it's not college basketball. Right. It's not college football where you're putting 100,000 people in a, in a stadium at the big house. Gosh, what are they up to in Michigan? Like 110 almost? <laughs> in that something Just, like that. <laughs> I mean, so no, it's not traditionally where you would think about things like crowd control and what do we do to separate the fans from, from the participants in this case. It's just not. And now they're having to answer those questions. And moreover, too, like, okay, wait, here's my guy. Like, what? Oh, my gosh. What are these dudes? What are they there for? Can you imagine if that was your kid? One of those dudes? Yeah. You, your son? You see your son on GMA getting played. Like, I'd be like, oh, my God. By the way, I'd like to tell those guys. It's not going to do anything. She's not going to, oh, they're yelling for me. Maybe I'll go and be their girlfriend. What the heck? Wait, what do you mean? Not? (laughs) What if you yell really loud? Like a maniac? Sure. Wow. That's funny, though. What a catch. Can you imagine? Some parent is, especially if that's away at college or something like that. She was, that was, LSU was at, I think that was an away tournament where they saw these dudes. Like, what if that's one you called, what what were you doing last? I was in the library. I was studying. (laughs) No, No, you you weren't. weren't. How do you know? Because you were on the Today Show. Or you were on Good Morning America. You know, it'd be worse than that being her father <laughs> and seeing all that craziness. There is that too. And again, she knows what she's doing on social media and she's she's, she's making done, money. She's done it's, quite well. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, actually, a little bit more on that. Uh, uh, who is uh, Olivia Dunn? When we go on the road, we we, we have security detail with us now and, and um, we will be working to create a, a sort of a perimeter around what where we load and disembark on the bus. Dunn is the most followed college athlete on TikTok with more than 6.8 million followers. She's the highest earning woman in college sports. 2.7 million dollars her estimated worth right now. She's making money off her name and likeness and that's a new thing in college sports in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yep where they finally allowed players to make side deals and do things if people are buying a poster that's got you on it or buying your jersey. Or in her case, she has sponsors on TikTok for her videos and Instagram, I assume, as well. a little coin for that. And she's getting paid. And normally that would have gotten you thrown out of sports. But now she's worth some two, almost $3 million for that effort. Some of the videos are... I don't want to say they're racy, Eric, but they're they're slightly sexualized. Oh, sure, and she's and she, very pretty, and she's an adult. Yeah, right. She's uh, and, and so she can do that. Um, but right, they're they're a little. She she looks attractive, there's and she a, knows she's. There's attractive. a reason why all those nutbags are. <laughs> screaming. Hey, Libby! Hey, Libby! I love you, Libby. And I'm not God. saying there's anything wrong with it or whatever. It just it is what it is. So it's getting that response now, and I guess the NCAA and college 
gymnastics and sports in general. I ask, like, well, are, what, what do we got here? And it's going to happen again. I mean, you're going to see this time and time again. It's not going to happen with every athlete, but there are going to be ones who are quote unquote special, who find that algorithm, who, you know, who can yeah. crack the code. I mean, one of her teammates now on her gymnastics team is also starting to rise her profile now because, you know, because of Olivia Dunn, she's able to get her profile up now. So others are going to try too, whether they're in gymnastics or in field hockey or in basketball or whatever, are going to try to do the same thing. You want to get that shine on you? Of course. And nothing wrong with trying to, try make to money. find that's, money. Yeah. What's anybody doing out there in social media, right? Don't we mm-hmm. all wish that whatever... And that's why no one's waiting tables anymore. (laughs) Inane thoughts that we put out on the internet is somehow going to make us money. I think the other thing, though, too, is don't know her, don't know what her intentions are on this, but we've already dealt, you and I both, with daughters and the stuff they post and the manner in which they post it. You know, we both had daughters with the tongue out in the social media stuff or in the pictures. And I had to tell my kid, like, hey, knock it off. Right. And it was... In her case, it was truly innocent. Yeah, like this, had no, yeah just, her and a bunch of her friends, I got my tongue out, you know, and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? She said, well, no, it doesn't mean whatever. Not to you. Yeah, some other person could interpret that any which way. You it, never know. It doesn't mean that to you, but yeah. my, what yeah. do you think it means to this guy? Just be cognizant of, of what the message it is that you might want to send. And if you want to send that message, again, Nope, no problem if you're an adult or whatever, or if that in your family, I'm not telling anybody that they can't do this, but like if that's not the message you're intending to send, just be aware of what it is. And so we've had to deal with that in my family, you and yours and everybody else right now as we try to navigate through this social media landscape. Ugh. That's <laughs> yeah, awful. It's a crazy place. But meanwhile, they're still looking for Livy today. Livy, L-I-V-V-Y, on TikTok if you want to join the 6.8 million already following. 8.53 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Tracy's in for Steve this morning, and she's in the studio with us just ahead of the show. Great to see you. Great to be here. a little while. Yeah. Uh, You got any uh, kids sticking stuff up their nose stories? Or (laughs) that's another (laughs) learned topic we had on the show today. It came from a serious point, in fairness to us. Some kid had swallowed like a A magnet bracelet. bracelet, Like was like in serious trouble there, and they... Kid's okay. Good. Got it out, and he's okay. But that got us the text line lit up, Old National Bank talking text line, Old National Bank get old, with people of stories of stuff they, they or their kids or siblings stuck in their ear or their nose yes. or what. Well, the ear. I actually have a friend who got like a bug in her ear. <sighs> and like she could, she had to go to the doctor and get it no. out. Yes. Did it live in there? Like it I, nested? I, I no, it don't say nested. <laughs> don't. I, she couldn't get don't it out. So that was a friend, oh. but no, with, with my kids, it's the, um, like the cup, like suction to your face, <laughs> which is like, like it's, it, it leaves a mark and they yeah. just do it. And they're like, Hey mom, look at me. I'm like, how long has this been on you? <laughs> so no, but no weird stuff. Mark. They have like such little noses right now. So it's pretty much just a finger. If anything, there's a, uh, from the Wait two, six, two. <laughs> 
We got a bunch of these, but this one made me laugh. Uh, when I was a kid, I saw the Magic Schoolhouse episode where they take a trip into the body of that one kid. I thought it was so cool that I ate all my Polly Pockets so they could take a trip through my body. I'm 35 now, and I have not seen those Polly Pockets since. <laughs> well, that means she's not looking hard enough. I, I know how you find those. <laughs> I, I was told a story by my mom, they're but still, we're not going to talk wait, about that. <laughs> Maybe they're still in there reporting out on all the adventures they have. Social media, TikTok. Checking out the colon. You got three hours behind the mic today. What are you doing with your time? Well, I'm just going to tell a bunch of jokes. So it should be a great no, I'm just three kidding. hour show. No. So I'm, uh, you know, we're going to go all over the place. It's a big day in Madison. The legislature is convening to talk about a couple of very important ballot measures. Did you hear what Vitrano said about that? Uh, he was complaining about it. Uh oh. Saying but that advisory referendums, advisory are, referendums a joke. are first of all in the in and of their nature a bunch of crap. We elected you to lead, do what you're going to do, and they don't listen to us anyway. So whatever. And secondly, they're always designed <laughs> to do something else other than to advise lawmakers on anything. Well, hopefully, yeah. some of these advisory referendums will advise <laughs> legislators. Yes. This is just my personal opinion. Uh, Starbucks is making some uh, a big move, saying get your butt back in the office. See. Eric, get your butt back in the office. And, you know, I, I don't know if you heard uh, what the CEO of Salesforce said on the all company wide meeting. Y you'll have to stay tuned because yes. I'm going to talk all about right. that. <laughs> um, and then Southwest Airlines. Are you a Southwest Rapid Rewards member? I am. Did you get I, we, the nice email last night? Oh, I haven't checked. I'll have to oh, look. We're, we're going to talk about it. It's actually my show poll today. Oh, nice. He's saying, I'm so sorry. And this is the path forward. Is this, is this enough or is it too little too late? <laughs> so we'll talk about that. And of course, uh, the Supreme Court race coming up. So nice. we're going to talk about some fun topics and some serious topics. Good show ahead. Tracy's in for Steve next on WTMJ.